This is episode number 320. What is mine to do with Brian Rainbow? Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Odds podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First announcement that I wanted to make is an invitation to all of our listeners to our upcoming three-day experience on October 7th in Austin, Texas, called Survive to Thrive, Face Your Fears. What this is, is a three-day event where you'll get a chance to hear stories from speakers from all over the world, as well as be a part of breakout sessions that are intended to help you identify your fears and turn them into strengths. If you'd like to know more details regarding this upcoming event, please visit our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find the latest details. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our cause by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Brian, welcome to the show. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. No, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. And I'll also have to thank Casey for introducing the two of us because I just, uh, I think highly of her and her yeah. and I have, I can't say we've connected that many times. It's yeah. only been a handful, but it seems that every single time we're able to connect, it's always a productive conversation. We always walk away with different ways that we've been able to support each other. And so my last conversation with her, she said that I had to connect with you. And I, I don't know who beat each other to the message. You might yeah, have that was her great. to the message, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. By the time I think she had she had mentioned you, I'd looked you up. You looked something happened and we we connected before yeah. uh, she sent that uh, that email saying, Hey, these two guys, you two guys are great. <laughs> know each other, ladies and gentlemen. Casey Haston. Um, she's the uh, she's the connector and Casey's uh, she's got a great energy to her, um, yeah. which which uh, I think is one of the things that makes her memorable, right? No, I I think so too. And I, I think one other thing that stood out to me about her when I initially met her is that she's truly a, she's a go getter. Mm -hmm. She actually does the things that she says she's going to do. Yeah, which is fascinating because in my experience, having met however many different people by now, I cannot say that's true for everyone. You know, I I I know I know that feeling. There's um uh I, I was described by a friend as a fire starter, and it's not <laughs> not a negative thing. He said it's just a, a personality type in one school of personalities, and uh, you know, with personality tests, I'm just happy to test positive. So, um, with the uh, the fire starter idea is um uh, I I I I like the idea of oh my God, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. You know, and uh, we, we get a lot of things started and, um, uh, and I, I came to the realization um, 
I guess it's one of those things that you knew anyway, but I uh, <laughs> came to the realization that uh, you, you have to let the coals get gray before you can cook on them. You know, when you're, when you're grilling, you know, you start a fire and it flares up and you can't cook on that, but it's exciting to watch. Yeah. And that's the way it is as a fire starter. Um, you know, start something new. This is what a great idea. What a wonderful idea. We got to connect on this, you know, and, and I, I do a lot of that and I have done a lot of that. And earlier this year, I had a conversation with um, uh, Terry Chapman uh, is very, um, uh, very remarkably um, together guy. Okay. And, um, and I, uh, he, I said, what are you doing? You know, what have you, what have you been up to? He said, it, I've been discerning what is mine to do. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, that sounds, I, I have this idea, let the coals get gray and then finish cooking the dishes that I have been preparing to serve to the world. And that that's, so that's what is mine to do. That's, um, Man, that's a, that's a great question mm-hmm. for any of us to answer. Yeah, and I think within that question, there's also a level of accountability that it carries. Because yeah. kind of going back to your yeah. earlier point, as far as the fire starter goes, I was once that individual. In fact, mm-hmm. I remember it as if it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been years ago. The challenge that I've noticed within that particular approach is that even though I have the ability to start these fires, what I realized over time was I didn't necessarily finish them nor put them out. Yeah. And that's, I think, becomes one of the challenges in life, at least in my opinion, is that it's great to have all these ideas. I don't remember who told me this, but someone told me this when I was in college. And that is, I was sitting in one of the classrooms and he had said, uh, ideas are dime a dozen. Ideas yeah. come anywhere. Oh, yeah. The key part of it all is execution. It actually makes it work. Because it's great to be able to sit back and fantasize, this would mm-hmm. be great, this would be great. But at the end of the day, unless you do the work, unless yeah. you ask yourself the question of what is mine to do, yeah, you will never accomplish anything. Yeah. And, and that yeah, and, be a dangerous and road. The um, uh, uh, long time ago, friend of mine, Joe Hauer, um, he, he said, um, um, what does he say? I, ideas are, are two dozen for a nickel. I think is what he, yeah, what he put it. I said, they'd have, to be, they'd have to be worth four times as much to be a dime a dozen at that rate. But you know what, what we find and I work with a lot of nonprofits and charities and, and, uh, at brave hearts for kids in particular. And, and you hear, um, uh, you hear a lot of good ideas and, um, I, I reckon that every, well-intentioned idea is a good idea, but there are only so many that we can put our, our talent, our energy, and our love into and turn from good into great. And, and so that's what, what is mine to do? That's the, um, uh, that's what is mine to, to make great. What do I have the time, the talent, and the love to do? And it, you know, only over the last couple of years, it's been remarkable the transformation that I've seen in, in the world where love is a business concept now. Mm, and I don't, I don't recollect that. Yeah. I don't recollect that that's, that that's been that way. Um, you know, in, in the, uh, the opposite of, of, of fear, 
is love mm-hmm. in one in one aspect of one type of love you know because mm-hmm. there are different types right so where I'm, I'm curious when you were talking about this concept of being able to turn the well-intentioned ideas into great ones uh-huh. where does that process even begin what do you start with what we, we begin with brainstorming um we um uh we we take um uh, you know, when we do it live, it's it's uh, it seems like it's so much more effective because we'll take a uh, a group like a board of directors and uh, for Bravehearts for Kids, for example, we had seven people uh, on a Friday morning and we had stacks of uh, of pages and we just asked them to write down as many ideas as they could think of quick quickly and uh, and then in in three minutes pass the stack of sheets to the next person. They would review them and and take a look through it and and, and they would be inspired. Or they would uh, notice something. Oh, I really like that. And and we had nine hundred good ideas from seven people in three forty-five minute sessions on a Friday morning. By the end of the day, Saturday, we had it uh, worked down to three that we decided to make great. Put our talent, our energy, and our love into. And, that's and fascinating. We, and we've done. We did that. Um, so that's um, one of them was uh, something we call Bravehearts Radio. You know, it's the idea of uh, uh, the idea that um, a brave heart is anyone with the courage and purpose to be of service to others. So I had uh, a couple of years where where we did a weekly show. We're on we're on hiatus, I guess, from that right now. <laughs> so uh, taking a break, and um, uh, but you know, it's fa- it's it's really fascinating. I'm sure you find this too. Is like you you when you're doing a podcast or a radio show, you meet a lot of people that. Uh, um, it's, the world is, is just absolutely filled with fascinating people, right? Yeah. One thing that I'll add to it is doing the podcast. Yes, it's, uh, it's a beautiful journey to be on because you do mm-hmm. get an opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people. Mm-hmm. One challenge that I find of it, and I'm curious to hear <laughs> your perspective on it from the radio component, and that's sometimes you meet people and Sometimes they're one and done. Sometimes yeah. you'll never meet that person again. And I'm curious from That's your lens, yeah. how do you how do you process that? How do you learn to let go? How do you learn to yeah. accept the fact that okay, I met Matthew McConaughey, I met Jamie Foxx or whoever, mm-hmm. but this might be the only encounter I ever have with them in my lifetime. Yeah. Um you know, that's, that's interesting because, you know, I had, uh, I had over a hundred guests on the show and I, I'm only in touch with a few of them regularly. Yeah. And, and with, with several of them, I, I had ongoing projects that we were working on, um, you know, fires that we started. We did put them out. I remember um, uh, Weeda Duncan uh, uh, met, met her through uh um, a, uh, an organization called Sutra. And we were, uh, we were at a, at an event, um, I guess it was a little over a year ago and we had a great connection. We were on, she was on the show a couple of times and, and she runs a, um, uh, a, uh, a charity in New York city. Um, and I, so I did some work with them for them as an advisor to their, uh, to their charity, to their board. Um, and, um, we would have a, a regular weekly call. And we uh, we recently reconnected. and haven't uh, haven't had that call for a few months now. Mm. And uh, you know, talking about uh, dropping a lot of names here, I guess for you. <laughs> you know, we, when we were saying um, uh, 
uh, a connection for you uh, with uh, with NASA mm-hmm. with uh, with Michelle Lucas, who I haven't met, but I I, I know that she and and uh, and my good friend Anna Devere uh, do some work together. So uh, you know that's 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 how we make these connections. Mm-hmm. Is is I I know one person that uh, is is one person away from who you want to want to get together with, who you want to talk to. And I think mm-hmm. the world is much smaller than we think it is. Uh, the more you talk to people, the more you find out just how, how small our world really is. What makes it that big though, to begin with? Is it the perception that the individual carries or is there something, com- is there something completely unrelated? Because you, you, ha- you have a very good point in regard to that. Yeah, I once upon a time thought I would not be able to reach someone like Les Brown or Oprah Winfrey yeah. or Michelle Obama, and here I am, however many years later. Yeah, having Les Brown at the event, knowing people who know of someone else who knows of Oprah Winfrey, yeah, who knows yeah. Michelle Obama. So it's really fascinating concept, and I've been curious about this for a while. Yeah, why do those individuals seem like out of touch, out of this this world? Yeah. And what closes the gap? That, you know, that is a really good question. I suppose it depends on 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 who we are and our perce- <clears throat> excuse me our, our perception of uh, of who we can um, um, who we can talk with. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's, that is a really good question because some people just have no problem at all with uh with why you know there was somebody um I saw something I think it was uh in a, a, a uh, regarding um, Dunbar's number, mm-hmm. uh, if you're familiar with the idea of, uh, mm-hmm. there's 150 connections and it was uh, Robin Dunbar uh, came up with this idea that we have different circles of, of close relationships with people and, and 150 is, is the number of, of actual relationships. And he, he described it as someone that you would be, be comfortable joining at, a, at an airport bar if you just saw them there. And, and I thought, 150 pretty much anyone that i know mm-hmm. i'd be i'd be comfortable just going hey nice to see you here uh you know that's um uh you know does does that is that confidence based i i think it is yeah yeah i suppose it i suppose it is and, and it could just depend on the day and and you know when you you have um introversion extroversion and 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 different aspects of personalities you know that that I don't understand everything about that's for sure. You know? <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Do you, do you feel both of those in any given day? And and what I mean by that is introversion, extroversion. Exactly. Like, yeah. are there certain days where you wake up more introverted compared to being extroverted? And if so, what have you figured out within your own journey that amplifies one over the other? Because I I feel this every single day. Mm-hmm. I will wake up some days and I'm completely introverted. Mm-hmm. I will wake up other days and I am just wanting to go and connect and talk to literally everyone. Yeah. And it's a true story. I'll walk my dog and I'll strike conversations yeah. with other people who are walking dogs or yeah. who are sitting on benches. And I've been fascinated by this concept. Like what happens in the either in the prior days or mm. when I'm sleeping or whatever else that puts me in that state because it's not always the same yeah well i I, you know there's something that um in the introversion extroversion conversation that that um 
I, I, I think is, it seems to me it's fairly new is the ambivert, which is uh, like an ambidextrous person that's, you know, can be an extrovert or an introvert. And it just depends on the situation. And, and, and I know people that, that just don't want to be pigeonholed into some sort of a, you know, this is what you are. You know, I, mm. I took the Myers-Briggs and I'm an INFJ. It's like, really, you're an introvert? And yeah, that's what it says. But the, uh, the description of INFJ says um, often mistaken for extroverts because they are so outgoing. And so there's, there's introversion and extroversion um, and, and there's outgoingness and, and reservedness. And they're, they're not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, when, when we, when we um, are, are um, when we're connecting with people, um, I think we, we, we have a, a tendency I, I have a tendency anyway to um, relate with when I relate with somebody that we can play the energy off one another. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that we, I, I really liked spending the time with you because mm-hmm. it, you know, we just had a great conversation. We kept going and, and it was just bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you, you just struggle to have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. It, so. I found that to be true many times. And I, to this point, I've been trying to crack the code and figure out why. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is just the energy. Yeah. Well, I'm really and glad also- that there wasn't just a pause there. Like, um, <laughs> mm, where are we going from here? <laughs> no, I, I, I also think that because humans are so complex, yeah, I might meet the same person one day, but I might meet a completely different version of them the next day absolutely yeah because we're all yeah, going through a, different know, yeah. things right like yeah. you yeah. might be fighting a battle of your own right now yeah. that i have no idea anything about and the same might be true vice versa yeah and depending on our level of connection we may or may not reveal those things to each yeah. other but if we're oh, honest yeah. about it it's going to impact it's yeah. going to impact how we communicate with each other and how honest we choose to be regarding certain certain subjects well i was on a i was on a call i you know i, I never miss uh there's a, a networking group on uh, wednesdays uh once a month that i, I never miss it and Kate, that's where i know casey uh, hasten from yeah and um uh that's on, wednesday, on wednesday <laughs> i remembered i remember i think i, I did invite you to that right <laughs> yeah um there so and that's um, monthly right so that's the second second uh second wednesday of the month okay. yeah and uh, uh, Frank Egan uh, from Columbus, Ohio, put that together. It's really a great group, a, a fun group of people and uh, good hearts and, and uh, good spirit for helping one another out. And uh, so, um, I, but I, I had, uh, it was a, a hundred degree heat index here. And I had spent 90 minutes. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> it, but yeah, it's Rockford, Illinois, baby. Uh, you know, and, and so... Um, I had spent 90 minutes, um, you know, uh, walking and then lifting weights and then walking earlier in the day. And it's like, man, that was, I was wiped out. And uh, so I just, um, uh, I, I, I just, I just signed off the event and, um, uh, and, and, and rested. And, and I gave myself permission to do that. And that's one of the things that um, when we say, what is mine to do is like, um, you know, you got to give yourself permission Mm-hmm. to uh to do certain things and um maybe that's what we we, we need permission to approach uh, uh michelle obama or mm-hmm. uh, uh oprah or you know anyone that that we, we think maybe is is above our um 
our, our podcast level, for example. You know? So do, do we assume that we need permission because of the level of influence they carry? Do we assume, why? I'm just trying to understand yeah. what is the weight that we put on? Yeah, it's a, that's, a, that's a great, uh, um, you know, and we talked a little bit about um, uh, courage and, and fear. And, and I, I think that, that courage uh, I mentioned is, is not the absence of fear. It's the conquest of fear. And I think we all have, I, I know that everyone has fears of some daily, kind. probably. You know, we, we, we sure do. But, um, uh, and, and you know what? They change. So some days, some days, uh, I, I think you were alluding to this earlier, some days you, you feel like I could certainly talk to anyone. Talk to the world. Yeah, talk to <laughs> anyone. And then some days, like, man, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, uh, and, um, I think we need to give ourselves permission for that. Um, there, there's, a, there's a story that I've been telling um, repeatedly lately, and it's, it's, been, it's gone over pretty well because mm-hmm. I, I describe how last summer uh, I was uh, taking a look at my to-do list, and I'm, I'm better at beating myself up than I am at, at expecting anything from anyone else. I'm just really good at beating myself up. So last summer I was uh, looking at my list. Oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do, I started that, didn't finish it, you know, Mr. Firestarter, right. And mm. uh, didn't do that as well as I could have or knew, knew I should have and all that. And I thought, what the heck did I do? So I took the to-do list, I turned it over and I started writing down the things that I actually did. And I, I started to realize well, some of that was pretty important. You know, that was, uh, that was important. That was valuable. That was a great relationship, you know? And uh, it, it, uh, it reminded me of a time when my dad, who was a college teacher back in North Dakota, gave his geography final. And one of his students took the test and turned it over. And he wrote on the back, he said, Mr. Reinbold, I don't know the answer to any of your questions, but this is what I learned from you. Mm. And he wrote down the things that he thought were important. And dad said, I gave him a B. And I thought, did you ask why not an A? There's, there's another aspect to the story to that, but. uh, (laughs) um, I, you know, I I gave him a B and I, and I thought. um, I'll give myself the grace to give myself a B for the mm. things on the back of my to-do list that I actually did accomplish. And, and that's resonated with people lately. And in fact, in, in a number of cases, people say, oh yeah, I had a situation where something like that happened. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, I gave myself an A minus. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody has their own, their own standard for that. Um, I, you know, I uh, recently completed a project. I gave myself a B and then I'm thinking that was pretty generous, you know, but there was no curve. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's right? just the one guy, you know. So right. uh, that it, it reminds me of a story. I don't know if you if you read this book, The Art of Possibility. Ben Benjamin Zander, I think. Yeah. Okay. He is uh, he, he used to be a former conductor for the oh yeah. Uh, it's a it's a huge orchestra, uh philantra um Boston, Massachusetts, something like that. Anyways, long story longer is that there's a chapter in this book where he talks about 
giving people an A at the beginning of the class. Oh, yeah. The very first day, he gives everyone an A. And it brought up a very interesting point, and that's how grades are received culturally. Mm -hmm. There was a student in a class who I believe was from China, and he was not in a position where he was able to receive this A because in his culture, you had to work for that. You mm -hmm. couldn't just be given an A and then over time prove that that's what yeah. you earned. And it was very fascinating to me in regard to your point, and that's giving yourself a grade to start off with and then evaluating over time yeah. whether or not that's the grade that you end up with. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's really interesting concept because I like A, I find it throughout my own life where I don't always give myself an A. Mm -hmm. I don't always give myself a B. Yeah. Now, I've learned to let go of those things, but at the same time, it, it's a daily challenge I face. Yeah. Daily challenges I face primarily because I have set the standard so high. I know what I've done before. I know yeah. who I can become because I've, I've seen elements of that version. And so it's almost one of those things where you know something, you truly can't put it on the back burner. Yeah. Like it always resurfaces. It always comes back to your attention in some way or another. That's a great perspective. And that that's the hard part. And I don't know if you ever find that to be a challenge in your life where you know the standard, you know the person you could be. Mm -hmm. And there's no way of avoiding that individual. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that you really could do is find ways to work with it. But you yeah. can't put that person on the back burner or forget about it. Yeah. Like I found that just not to be possible. There's a, there's a there's a song that um, that, that I found a, you know I guess last year sometime and it's mm -hmm. uh, it's I, I regarded as hey that song's about me and I bet a lot of people have this idea that that they, they find a song that's about them it's called yeah. Burning Man and it's uh, you know one of the lines is um, some day some days I'm the exception most days I'm just like most some days I'm headed in the right direction and some days I ain't even close. Mm. And I, I'm thinking, all right, yeah, that's, so I'm not the only one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true though. There are so many other people who I feel like have very similar journeys to all of us. Uh -huh. I mean, one thing that I think yeah. is true is completely different paths that we take. Mm -hmm. But to a degree, we've all got to experience similar level of emotion, yeah. similar level of connection. I mean, yeah, the disappointment might be different, but it's still disappointment. Yeah. Yes, the fears might be different, but it's still fear. Yeah. And, and you know, um, when, uh, when, when, when we find our, I, I think of it as a river, when we find yeah. the, the river that we're on, um, we'll flow to the ocean, um, but we can't give directions to someone else because uh, my river, my my river might you know if you if you talk about say the Mississippi River that flows into uh, the the Gulf of Mexico at New Orleans, well the the Yellowstone Falls eventually flows into there. Um, Lake Itasca up in in Minnesota where the Mississippi starts, and I've actually stood astride the Mississippi River there. Uh, Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh. You know, they, they, all these things are, are on the water that flows into the Mississippi River. The Grand Canyon is not. 
the pyramids, the Louvre, all of these things, those are, those are not on that river. So I could recognize something that's not on my river, not on, not on my route, but I can't necessarily give someone else directions to get to the ocean, to get to the, let's call that the ultimate. Uh, I can just say, this is how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. So going but, back uh, to the earlier point then of what is mine to do, what mm-hmm. is yours to do in a situation like that? Uh, well, the, I mean, the, the, the easy answer that pops in my head is just go with the flow, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's probably more like find the channel mm. and, um, uh, what is mine to do is it, you know, it, it may be, uh, you know, maybe it's, uh, uh, it's to, uh, it's to be, you know, if you think of the water in a river system, you know, there's, there's the water that went over Yellowstone falls you know, maybe a month ago or something like that, that's in, uh, that's in a, a lake in Montana now. Yeah. You know, uh, and it may stay there for generations. Um, so I, yeah, that's that. And, and so the, the technique that I use for that, to, for what is mine to do is, is to, to get into nature and to, to just spend time um, learning, allowing that to come from within. Mm-hmm. That what is mine to do, and um, that's there's a, a, a I've got a lot of favorite quotes, but one from uh, Howard Thurman, and he said we we all spend our our entire lives waiting and listening for the sound of the genuine within us. It is the only true guide you will ever have. Hmm. And if you cannot hear it, you will spend all your days at the ends of strings that someone else pulls. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that voice that comes from within, it speaks to us with a, an understanding rather than words. Now, do you uh, think that voice uh, always leads to the right places though? It, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Cause um, uh, I, I don't know that it does, but I think that when, when, when we, uh, when we hear that g- voice of the genuine, there is no fear. That is true fearlessness. Mm-hmm. That voice of the genuine. So if there's if it's um, if if there's fear, it may it because you know when you when you're playing when you're doing things that really make you come alive, there's no fear in that. Yeah. Yeah, you, I would agree with that. I, I would agree with that feeling. I'm I'm thinking back to sometimes. One time in particular, I was hiking through the Grand Canyon mm. two years ago on my birthday, and I, the feeling of being alive, mm-hmm. going by the Colorado River, crossing that bridge, and just thinking the same exact thing. I agree. I would agree. Yeah. Did you hike from the rim down? I went. We went. We, I went there twice. The first time mm-hmm. I went from South Rim to. Uh, to the point, uh, forget the name, Phantom Point. And then the second time we went uh, rim to rim, north to south. That was a challenge. Yeah. That was a challenge to say the least. Yeah, it's harder going down than it is going up. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah, it was it was huge. <laughs> it was a huge undertaking. So yeah. what is mine to do there? It, it was simply to walk. Yeah, to reflect, next step, observe. one step. You know, that, and that's a that's. So that's a great analogy, Oli, because um, 
sometimes what is mine to do is just to put the next foot forward. Yep. Just Literally, one more, one, one foot more in front step. Of the other. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a huge point. It's a huge point for me even right now as I'm thinking mm -hmm. about it, because I'm someone who I love the the best way I could approach this is kind of go big or go home mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of taking the small steps. Okay. And I'm learning that now to take the small mm -hmm. steps in order to redefine what progress looks like over time. Yeah. To give you an example, if I wanted to launch something, my daily thing would be to, let's say, reach out to a thousand people. Mm -hmm. Now, in certain days, it's possible with certain systems, but in some days, when you have to research a thousand people and you have to find a thousand names, mm -hmm. most times that's a longer process than a 24 hour allows. That's, uh, yeah. Because out of the 24 hours, six to seven of them, I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. And there's an hour for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. And there's a, at least two hours for walking the dogs. There's at least an hour of procrastination. Yeah. So really, what am I really left with? Right? Handful of hours to accomplish a task. And I'm finding this concept of what is mine to do. And that's unlearn what I've learned to mm -hmm. this point. I'm really starting to believe and fully subscribe to the concept that whatever got me here may not get me there. Mm -hmm. Whatever the processes, whatever the things that got me to this point may not be the same thing that will get me to the next. And part of this realization goes back to scaling down, yeah. but not looking at it as if I'm doing anything that's less than mm -hmm. what it used to be, but more so like making it more achievable. You know, if you want to reach a sponsor, if you want to secure the funding, why set a goal every day to, to raise $500,000? Mm -hmm. Scale it down to 10. Something, and I'm really starting to understand this, scaling it down, but also at the same time, maybe increasing it slightly beyond what I've held tangibly before. Mm -hmm. For me, that I'm finding that that's, I don't know, it's something about that type of goal setting, it works. You know, if you've only raised a thousand dollars before, mm -hmm. scaling up to 2,500, because a thousand I can already picture. Yeah. I can pinpoint who gave that amount. Mm -hmm. But 500,000, I mean, that's 500 of those individuals. I can't mm -hmm. even tell you what the names are of the other 499. Mm-hmm. So it just, I think what I'm learning throughout all of this is going back to the point of what is mine to do. And that's giving myself grace and permission mm -hmm. that things could be done differently. Nice. You know, you, you remind me of a, a, a story that I tell about um, putting together a puzzle. And we've all done jigsaw puzzles, right? So um, it used to be that we would, uh, at grandma's house, we would, uh, at the holidays, we would, uh, we would pick a picture that we liked. And so that's like having a vision. Yeah. Dump the pieces out on the table. And as you're turning them over, you build the, the, the outside of the puzzle. And you figure out, okay, what's on the inside that you can do something about? What's on the outside you can't do anything about? And then when you find a corner piece, everybody knows this you celebrate yeah and that's like that's like your cornerstones or your core values mm -hmm. 
Um, so those, the, all of those different things, all of those aspects, and every person that you come in contact with is, a, is part of the puzzle of your life. Mm -hmm. And, and um, uh, so, so every, you know, everyone, everyone that you come in contact with as, is, is as important as every other person that you come That's in true. contact with every, every day is as important as every other day. Uh, some days are, are like corner days, though. You know, it's like, wow, that was a, that was really something, you know, um, but, um, uh, and we, we found that, you know, with, uh, with the, uh, with the puzzle analogy mm -hmm. on, uh, on the holidays, by the end of the weekend, we had it put together. And in every single case, it looked just like the picture on the box. That's awesome. It does. <laughs> it, does it does, doesn't yeah. it? It looks just like, it just Unless looked, you have a looked... puzzle piece missing. That's yeah. With that, I joke about those dollar store puzzles. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. a thousand piece really. It's nine hundred. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 that's that that sneaky that sneaky relative that'll that'll uh, pocket one of the pieces so they can be the one oh, to put yeah. the last one in. You know, yes. so I've been in those uh, situations. If you can't name them, they're probably you. you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> probably true though, <laughs> Brian. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm curious with everything that you have going on in your life, mm -hmm. everything that you're doing, what are some ways that people can get in touch with you, learn more about the organization that you're a part of and possibly get involved? Well, that, thank you for asking that. Um, my, I'm at uh, Brian Reinbold 2014 at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, do a lot of work on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of Brian Reinbolds on LinkedIn, so it might be easy to find there. The Mission Specialist. So, and then Brave Hearts for Kids is the is the organization. Bravehartsforkids.org mm -hmm. is uh, is the organization that I work with, and I'm doing something right now with um, setting up an ambassadors program. Uh, so bravehartsforkids.org uh, slash ambassadors slash I think that's right you know but uh, uh, if you go to bravehartsforkids.org you, you can you can find out more about the organization that I that I work with um, and um, and some of the work that we're doing. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next time.